Father, we want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you that today's reminder is that you are the God of all hope. We thank you that even before Adam and Eve sinned, you had put into place a way to bring us back to you. And we thank you for that hope this morning. We pray for our children. We ask that they would know more about Jesus, the the Lord of all hope, the one who comes to bring hope on earth. And Father, we pray for us as we look at your word that you would help us, that you would equip us. Uh, Father, that you would speak to us this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I mentioned this morning that the word Advent comes from a Latin word meaning coming. And when we're talking about coming, we're talking about the uh, coming of Jesus. But there are two Advents. There is the first Advent that happened a thousand years ago, 2,000 years ago. Let me get my timeline right. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came for the first time, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas. But we can't forget that there is a second Advent a second coming of Jesus, a future event to which Jesus will return and then we will talk later about all the things that will occur at that time. Advent has been celebrated by the church for well over a thousand years. Some would date it back as far as the fourth century that churches began to celebrate this whole period of Advent. And traditionally, It's been seen as a period of preparation. Why do we have four Sundays before Christmas? Well, we have four Sundays because it's about let's get ready. Let's get ready for one of the greatest events in history. One that we probably won't like is that it has also been a time of fasting. Who wants to fast before Christmas? Definitely after Christmas, but... Maybe some of us before Christmas. But the idea again is we're looking to prepare. We're preparing our hearts. We're preparing our thoughts. Why? Because Christmas is a tremendous time. It's a time of celebration. God's Son has been sent. Christ the King has come. And for us, let's get ready. What does that mean? It requires some cleaning requires some cleansing of the heart. You know, before the first advent of Jesus, before his first coming, God sent somebody specifically to prepare the way. That's today's title, preparing the way. Any idea who it was? John the Baptist. It wasn't just about being baptized. It was about preparing the way. This is how Jesus described him. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. And as we move towards celebrating Christ's first advent, we need to clear the way. Isn't it amazing how much clutter builds up in our lives? I can say this because my wife's not here and I hope she won't listen to the recording. But we're always talking, you know what, we need a bigger house. Why? So we can store more clutter. (laughs) Have you noticed, no matter how much space you have, we fill it with stuff. 
We need to clear the way. I love this. There's a, a book that I use. It's called The Celtic Book of Daily Prayer. Really interesting little book, but it goes through different saints of the past. It looks at prayer. It looks at just focusing on God. And this is what it says about preparing for Advent. And I love this. It says, Advent, this involves removing any boulders that stand in the way and filling in any potholes, the whole idea of preparing the way. The boulders are the things that we have done that we should not have done. The potholes are the things that we have failed to do, which we obviously should have done. Now, living in the UK, we really know what potholes are. But I like this idea that we should reflect upon this year and say to ourselves, what are the things I did that I shouldn't have done? And what are the things that I should have done, but that I didn't do? Because we're preparing the way here. We're getting rid of the boulders. We're filling in the potholes. We're making a smooth road to celebrating the coming of Jesus Christ. You see, when we focus on those things, it will stop us being sucked into the commercialization of Christmas. I mean, it's everywhere, isn't it? I was talking with Sam this morning. It's everywhere. Believe it or not, at the very beginning of October, uh, I was driving at night and I saw the first Christmas decorations up in October. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. The focus at Advent deals with where we place our desires. At this moment in time, we've just had Black Friday, we've got Cyber Monday. If you don't know what all of that is, well, it's all a commercialization of selling stuff. But people are consumed at this point about what will I get for Christmas? The lists have been written and rewritten and rewritten. Cash has been spent. I mean, it's crazy to think how much food and drink will be purchased for one day when the shops are closed. I remember, I mean, we get our stuff brought to the door, but I remember the last time I went around Christmas time and I saw people queuing up with four trolleys of stuff. Now, maybe they've got a big family. You know, we get all of that stuff going and then the celebration begins. But let me ask you a question. What is actually being celebrated? I wonder how many people who celebrate Christmas, if you said to them, what are you celebrating? You'd probably just get, huh, Christmas. Yeah, what Christmas? There is a danger that Christmas becomes a celebration for celebration's sake and it ends in self-gratification and overindulgence and you see that all over the world. The simple truth is this, that without Christ, Christmas has no meaning. I mean, come on, it's in the name. Christmas, Christmas. 
It's about that. And it's worth asking people, what are you celebrating this Christmas? And if the only thing is, well, it's some time off. Now, I love the idea we get together with family. That's always a good thing. But you can do that anytime. Why Christmas? Celebrating Christmas without Christ is like celebrating a birthday without knowing whose birthday. Could you imagine that? Celebrating a birthday. Who's? I don't know. But hey, we're just having fun. Now the world may be content to celebrate Christmas without knowing its true and proper purpose. But that's not the case for those who believe in Jesus. For the believer, Christmas has a special meaning. Christ has come. Jesus Christ has come. We read this scripture in Isaiah, which is some 700 years before Jesus came. Can you imagine for Isaiah, if he saw the day of Jesus coming, he'd go, wow, we've been waiting 700 years for this. Man, that guy would be jumping up and down. There's another reason why Christmas is so important. It's important because the coming of Jesus has forever split time into two. The coming of Jesus was so important that every date that we have is dated to it or from it. We are 2022 when? From when Christ was born. Now, the world, because it doesn't like that, it's now created this BCE and whatever it is, they've changed the dates. But realistically, for the last 2,000 years, apart from the last 10, when they changed all of this, every event has been dated from this one time at Christmas when Christ was born. That's how important our forefathers and our previous generations found the birth of Jesus Christ. This is so amazingly important that we need to zero all the clocks and say everything starts now. I love that. Those who follow Jesus, we celebrate in a very different manner. Yeah, we have some food, we have some presents, we have a good time, but we remember at this time Jesus Christ was born. And the challenge of the Advent period is that we prepare ourselves. I mean, let's face it, we're probably preparing ourselves for Christmas. So why don't we prepare ourselves in a way that honors Jesus? Well, how do we do that? Well, we've already mentioned we need to have a look at what we've done that we shouldn't have and the things that we've neglected. And we need to say, can we put some of these things right? John the Baptist, the first preparer of Christ's coming, he says this in Luke chapter 3, verse 7 to 17. John said to the crowds coming to him to be baptized by him. He's a lovely man, this. He says this, you brood of vipers. It's not a very popular preach, is it? You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. You know, Natalie's theme this morning that we need to be a people of repentance goes all the way back to preparing the way for the Christ coming. And how do we do that? By producing fruit 
in keeping with repentance. Well, what's fruit of repentance? Well, it's dealing with the boulders. It's saying, I put my hand up, Lord. I did that wrong. Forgive me. It's about saying, you know what? I've forgotten to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to sort that out. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. We okay? What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they said, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, what should we do? And he replied, don't extort money, don't accuse people falsely, and be content with your pay. You know, preparation is about us getting ourselves right. So it's all about making sure that we sort ourselves out. And this cycle of a year is really good. You know, quite often we think about the new year at the new year, but I actually think the Advent season is a better time to do this. To spend some time to think, how's this year been? How are my relationships? What are the things that I have done? What are the things that I said I was going to do? And to prepare ourselves I mean, in some ways, preparation isn't much different than some of our Christmas celebrations are going to be. Maybe you've got family coming at Christmas. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to start cleaning the rooms. We, we got our Christmas tree out yesterday, and we thought, ah, it's just a quick thing. But then we said, oh, no, we need to tidy up the front room. That took us most of the day. Clearing this out, it's amazing how much stuff you can store under a sofa. <laughs> and when people come, you prepare, don't you? Now here's the thing, depending upon who is coming, depends on how much gets done. If it's some old family member, ah, oh, that's okay, we'll just, you know, quick clean, quick dust, it's done. But, I have to change my metaphor now, if the king is coming, as in King Charles then you'd probably do a bit more cleaning, wouldn't you? Be outside, scrubbing the windows, the doorstep, get it all sorted. You know, for Jesus coming, we need to prepare ourselves. And there's an inward tidying of the house, preparing the room, getting things ready. Let's make sure that over this period of frenzied activity, that we don't lose sight of what we should do. There's a really good illustration in Luke. Uh, where are we? I've got a bookmark in here somewhere. Uh, Luke 10. Luke 10. Verse 38 to 42. Now, this is the story about Martha. Yeah. 
and about Mary, but mainly about Martha. And Martha had a lot to do because she had a very important person come. That was Jesus. And this is what it says. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to the village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So she's got Jesus coming. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And here's how Jesus responds. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Isn't it easy over a Christmas period to be a Martha? To do all the stuff. Oh, we've got to do this, got to do this, got to do that. But you know, Mary chose to sit with Jesus. I want to encourage you that over this period of Advent, before we hit Christmas Day, why don't you take some time and be a Mary and sit with Jesus? Take your Bible, sit there and say, Jesus, is there anything you want to say to me? Are there any things that I, I shouldn't have done this year? Are, are there any things I've left undone that you want me to sort out? Spend some time listening. Take some time and reflect over this past year. The final thing I want to say that comes out of John the Baptist's preparation of the way is this. Christmas is not just about us. John the Baptist encouraged his hearers to share with others especially those others that were worse off than the people were. Perhaps in all of our preparation, we can make room to share with those who are less fortunate, those in difficult circumstances, those who don't have a family and might be on their own, those struggling for whatever reason, they can experience God's love through you and I. What an amazing thing that we can do. And you know what? This Christmas, as we prepare our hearts, as we remember the hope that Jesus is, as we get ourselves ready, as we sit with him, and we come to that day saying, you know what? I'm ready. Christmas will be a time of great joy and celebration. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you because you love us. I want to thank you that your love is demonstrated in the greatest gift that we are given in all time at Christmas, and that is Jesus Christ, your Son. And Father, we thank you for that hope that he brings. He brings us hope not just for today, but hope for a future when he will come a second time and take with him all of those who have put their trust and faith in him. And so this morning as we begin this period of Advent, Father, I want to pray, would you help us to make space? I pray for each of us that we would be prompted by your spirit just to make the time to sit and to spend time with you and to listen and to look through and reflect over this past year. 
And so, Lord, we thank you. We bless you for your goodness and your faithfulness. And we ask that you would help us to be ready when we get to Christmas Day in celebration of this amazing event. In Jesus' name, amen.